Okay, so we're going to talk about weird stuff a little later, but I wanted to lead with this because um, it was just heavy in my mind. It was like a revelation that I had. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people where if you call me and you ask me for advice um, and I will take my time, I'll take time out of my life, I'll take time out of my day to talk things over with you, right? And give you my advice, Um because that's what I would want, right? If I reach out to somebody and I ask them for, hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? It's because I genuinely want their opinion, right? I want the data. I want the information. So give me the information so I can make a better choice because I trust your life experiences and um, I trust what you have to say, your input. I don't reach out to people and ask people for advice only to then turn around and not take their advice into consideration. I find that really disrespectful to their time. Um, now that's the quickest way to take me off uh, because I'm very I'm very generous with my time and I'm very caring. Um, I just care, I'm, I'm empathic um, and compassionate. I know like being an empath is like in right now, but like it's, I'm not saying this because it's trending. It, it is true. I can feel other people's emotions. Um, sometimes to my detriment. I've learned as I've gotten older to separate myself from others, my energy from other people. But it doesn't mean I can't feel it. I can't tell when somebody's off. And so uh, I do try to help as I can. Another thing is that I've been through a lot of painful circumstances, painful situations in my life. And I do think that the reason why, or one of the reasons why life is not perfect, right, is because one, I think that this world has to be on some level, we are in some sort of intermediary stage, right? We, human beings, existing in a human being, it's not the final stage. Um, if I had to guess, I would say, if we're thinking deeply, that this world has to be some sort of like transitionary stage into something else. Like the visual that pops into my mind when I say that is like, think about a butterfly before it becomes a butterfly, it's in a cocoon. So if you think about the human body as a cocoon, right? And our souls as like the butterfly, like eventually when we die, when we shed our bodies, think about like a butterfly before it becomes a, a butterfly while it's a larvae or a pupa or even a caterpillar. I think the most important thing is when it's in the larvae, let's focus on that. It probably thinks that it is going through like a dying phase, right? But that's what it feels like from the inside, but from the outside, from those who are observing, watching this thing bec become a butterfly, you see it as a transitionary stage. So it's the human mind, the human body, the human brain. These three things are essentially larvae that house consciousness. And I think that this world is a type of birthing pod. And like I'm reiterating because it's something that like came to me and I really wanted to like reiterate that so that it sinks in, like repeat it so that it sinks in. That our final form is not this human body. Our final form is once we shed our skin and we, you know, we die, um, we become like proverbial butterflies or spiritual butterflies, like ready to to fly, to vibrate higher. I know this is more hippie-ish hippie-esque and I normally go into, but the visuals make sense. Um, and you think about it, like it is a transitory phase, right? The reason why I say that is like we have, we are 
we have animals around us and we call them the low, lower mammals. And some animals are relatively conscious, um, but not certainly to the level excuse me, <laughs> sorry, he's burped. Um, not certainly to the level, very deep conversation. I burp in the middle. I'm a human being. Shit happens. This is, you know, let's go with the flow. I'm not editing that out either. You're just going to get all of it. Um, just had dinner. Uh, <laughs> but so you, you, we see all phases, right? There was a quote I read that said that, you know, some people think of mankind as descendant from apes rather than, I'm sorry, as ascending from apes rather than descending from gods. I'll say it again. Some people look at, at mankind as uh, ascending from apes as opposed to descending from gods. And so how do you choose to look at the human race? So you look around and you say that mankind is a soul in a body. Mankind is a soul in a body. Humanity, Homo sapiens sapiens, as consciousness transfixed, transfixed within form. The soul being uh, a soul case, right? The body rather being a soul case. And I really want to, I want you to hold on to that mindset of like this world being like a grand sort of nest of some sort, and the the body of each individual being nothing more than a glorified like larva, a pupa if you will, um, that houses the soul before it blooms into like a higher dimensional being and flies, right? So to a caterpillar, a butterfly is a higher dimensional being. And to a caterpillar, looking at a, like a, like, um, a larva or whatever, I think I'm using the wrong words. God damn it. You know what I mean though. <laughs> it's not larva because larva, I believe, uh, is like the starting phase, right? So when, when, um, when a caterpillar like crystallizes, I think it's pulpa. And I probably should have Googled this shit before I'm talking, before I started talking about it, but I don't fucking care. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> if you don't, go ahead and Google fucking butterfly um, stages and phases. And the one when they're attached and it's crystallized before, right before they become a butterfly, that's the shit I'm talking about. Okay. Um, so I think that as it flows, it's, it's a progression you could say that a, caterp- a caterpillar evolves into a butterfly. You could say a caterpillar evolves into a butterfly, but that's not necessarily an evolution. It's a transitory phase. I'll say that again. You could say that a butterfly evolves, I'm sorry, a caterpillar evolves into a butterfly, right? I'm looking up butterfly phases now. <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can find it quickly. Um, okay. So there are four stages. I knew I was saying it wrong. All right. There's four stages and you guys have been listening to this whole time, probably getting pissed off. <laughs> like She's saying the wrong thing. Sorry. So you've got the egg and then you have the larva and then you have the pupa and then you have the, the, uh, adult. So it's the four stages of the metamorphosis of a butterfly. Okay. Egg, larva, pupa, and adult. I think when your consciousness is in like say like an animal i say i think some animals do house consciousness right you could call that phase the larva phase so i flipped it right um and then when it shifts into the human body now now your consciousness your soul whatever word you want to use for it is now in the pupa phase right and then eventually once you shed the skin it becomes you become a higher dimensional being that's what's going on so i'm going to think i'm going to call this episode i'm going to write it down so don't forget um metamorphosis of a higher 
dimensional being or maybe like a 4D being. All right, so this is what we're going through right now, right? It's, it's the process of growth. I don't think it's a prison. I think it's a process, right? And I think that you have to really take a step back and detach from your body. So with time being cyclical, your consciousness sort of embodies different forms. But I think that like, so even the body right now, the persona that I'm in right now, my consciousness is in, inhabiting the form that is Joe. And then when I pass on and the loop cycles back, another consciousness will inhabit the same life that I've lived and experience the same life that I'm living now, right? Because the body itself is just a vehicle, right? It's hard to kind of wrap your mind around, but it's not if you just accept it at face value. We are so programmed to be attached to our bodies, um, even though we, we're not, you know, our bodies are not ours. They're not us, right? It's literally a machine. If you Google the body, the body machine, Google the human body or the human machine, you'll see that it's literally a glorified machine. Um, so I look at it as like a growing phase in which we are part, we're just kind of moving through. And by we, I mean our consciousness, just passing through our consciousness, not the bodies, right? And even if, if this entire thing cycles, think of like a Ferris wheel, and think of your body as like a chair in a Ferris wheel, right? Another consciousness will come in, live this life, learn the lessons that you learned, and then eventually become a four-dimensional being. That's what I think is happening. Now, my theory obviously could change with time, but right now in this period in time, that's what makes sense to me. And one thing I keep trying to reiterate with you guys, it's not about having answers, right? You're not going to have concrete answers. There are things that we knew hundreds of years ago that we found out you know, a hundred, hundreds of years later that we were wrong. So I'm not, I, I don't place a lot of value in knowing things. I place more value in keeping an open mind and having questions, right? Asking questions, having theories, formulating open-ended sort of ideas about the nature of reality. I think that is more important, right? Start with why, right? Ask questions. What do you think this world is? You will not have the answer. And whatever answer somebody gives you, please understand that it is only true for that moment in space time, right? So if we can let go of this need to have the answers, right? And, and, and more so focused, focus on thought experiments and thinking and questioning, right? Knowing that even if you get the answer, it may not always be the right answer. Things constantly change, right? I ask you right now, what is the, the speed limit of light? What is the, the speed of light? What is the limit, right? And you can give me one answer. Um, but please understand that quantum physicists know this, that the speed of light has not always been what it is today. It has changed. There is evidence of that. So at any point in time, what you think you know will change. Knowledge is not fixed. Truth is not fixed. So it's better to ask questions and keep things open-minded and open-ended than just say, okay, this is it. So this is a, this is a theory right now. It's an open-ended question that could the human body, I'm saying it is as of today, as of this moment in time, I'm saying it is. But could the human body be a kind of, what's the last phase, pupa? Yeah, pupa, that, that is like you know, the third phase of a metamorphosis of a fourth dimensional being. If that's the case, right, 
that each time you, you know, go through these different cycles, it's, it's just your consciousness experiencing the, these different experiences over and over again in different forms, right? I've said, I hope I'm making sense. I've said that our collective consciousness is a fragment. It's a fragment. We are all fragments of one hive mind, one mind of which we are just cells, right? So each consciousness that has embodied a form. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it because I know I'm going to be right in the future. I don't think, and, and, and people don't like me saying this. It, it is what it is. I don't think that every human body is conscious. I do think that there are philosophical zombies and you can pick up your phone and go to DuckDuckGo and type in a philosophical zombie and read it. I didn't make up the terminology. I'm just going to hold fast to it. There are some people who literally just go through life reacting without making sort of conscious choices, at least within the limited <laughs> realm of free, quote, free will that they can, or at the very least that are self-aware enough to know that, okay, like I have no will or my, my will is extremely limited, but at least they're aware of it. Most people that you run into are just living day-to-day lives, reacting to external circumstances, living a cause and effect life. Okay. So I, that I'm saying it, I don't, it is what it is. All right. So, but I do think that there is enough conscious entities on this planet right now of which each individual conscious being right is a fragment of one greater intelligence and that greater in- intelligence has been fragmented in order to learn a lesson and each life each life experience each person's life is a lesson somebody had kept mentioning that I, I go watch this video called i think the egg um which basically said, more or less what I'm saying now, I'm just taking it like a step further, that we are one mind simultaneously having multiple experiences in order to sort of become a higher dimensional being. And I'm really leaning into that. I'm really leaning into that, um, of which we are just fragments. But I'm taking it a step further and saying that once this greater hive mind sort of progresses out of this pupa that it is in right now, another hive mind will come through, fracture itself, and then live through each individual body the way our collective consciousness, our greater intelligence in this incarnation collectively, in this reality, in this universe is is experiencing, to learn the lesson. And each sort of universe is a grade, is like a grade one, grade two, grade three. And lesson here is compassion. So I said all that to say this. <laughs> uh, you're probably wondering like, okay, where is she going here? I said all that to say this. I do believe that a lot of the suffering that we go through, a lot of the pain that we go through is because part of the, the experience and how you become a fourth dimensional being is that you have to learn love. You have to learn acceptance. You have to learn compassion. And part of how you learn compassion is that in order for you to understand what a person is going through, right? You have to go through it yourself, right? So people have said I'm very compassionate, but the reason why I'm so compassionate is because I've been through so many painful situations and so many painful circumstances that when I encounter somebody who is also in pain, I I have enough of a reference to go back and go, shit, I know exactly what it feels like to feel this way, to go through this because I've been there. 
you know, I've been in a similar situation. So I'm going to do anything in my power to love you like I would love myself if I were in that situation. And we do this continuously until we eventually, and by we, I mean the collective consciousness, the hive mind of which we are fragments, um, graduates out of this pupa, right? Individually, but eventually collectively to the next dimension. That's what I think this is. It's a transitory stage, okay? Um, I treat people, this is inherently in my heart, I treat people as though they are incarnations of me, simultaneous incarnations of me. I'm not always great at this. I'm not perfect, but I do try to treat people as though that's me. My consciousness is also in that person. And if they're behaving in a particular way, it's, I would, if my consciousness was not in this body and was in that body and in that life, I would behave in the exact same way. So Understand that it, it, this is a this is a sort of transitory phase, part of the metamorphosis of our collective consciousness, moving together to the next dimension of fourth dimensional, becoming a fourth dimension being. And what we hear, compassion is key, right? Love is key, right? Love is the answer. We're here to learn to love, and so we go through these painful situations so that we can love others, right? Through compassion, through acceptance, right? I can accept you as you are because I want acceptance of who I am as I am, because I cannot help who I am and how I am, right? I'm trying. I do try to fine tune here and there, but for the most part, this is who I am. Accept me as I am, right? Well, we extend that and we accept other people as they are. That's part of the process, right? Because whatever it is that we're going through, it's meant to prepare us for whatever it is we're going to face in the next dimension, in the fourth dimension or fifth dimension, whatever the fuck you, you, it's called. Hold on, I've got to drink water. Sorry. Uh, so I said all that to say, it's a very long seg, but there's lots of information between beginning and 18 minutes. And I said all that to say this, I get annoyed and I understand why people do it. And I'm about to break down why people do it. But I know like you, I get annoyed when I give people advice and they don't take it. Right. Particularly when it's like, it's one thing if you're like, look, I accept you. That's what you want to do with your life. I'm there to support you. I don't, I may not think it's the right thing to do, but if circumstances are forcing you to behave in a particular way and the circumstances beyond your control are making you behave in a particular way, I get it. Sometimes the narrative takes over. I've said this to people over and over again, and they always ask me, what do I mean by that? And I say, there's a, it's a greater, collect, um, there's a greater narrative, right? Remember I said that the story of your life, your life story, it's not who you are. It's the body. It's the persona that you're presently inhabiting. It has lived this, like the story is already written. All of time is happening right now. So from beginning to end, the reason why you're having deja vu, I think, now understand, I, I do tend to speak in absolutes, but you're not meant to take like everything I say is facts. Okay. So just, and that's just how I speak. Um, I don't know. I read something in my natal charts that said that's just how I speak. So when I, I don't want you, I don't want you listeners to just take everything I'm saying at face value. Keep your mind open, accept the theory. If it works for you, cool. If you don't, if it doesn't work for you, discard it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so just, just kind of take, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and understand that the way I speak is just how I speak. I tend to just speak very directly as though what I'm saying are facts, but you don't have to accept it. That's part of the podcast. 
you're here to get the information, you know, something that's going to change your perception, right? So we talk about things we don't, you know, you're not going to hear most people talking about, and that's okay. It's just to expand, expand the mind a little bit, okay? Um, so I am willing to accept people as they are. However, if you come to me to ask me for advice, I'm going to pull on my painful experiences, right? Or I should say the painful experiences of this persona that I have experienced as as, a, as an entity, as a consciousness that has lived in this body, that is living in this body, okay, at this moment in space-time. There have been others who have lived as Joe. There have been others who have said these words. There have been, there have been others who have recorded had a podcast. I'm just, I'm just a character playing, you know, playing Mario. I'm just a character playing Tony Stark. Right, the story, the Tony, the Tony Stark character has already been written. You, you pick up a DVD, not a DVD, but you pick up a video game, you know, console and a ROM, and your neighbor picks up the same thing and puts on Iron Man. They're all playing the same story. So I don't own the character Joe. I don't own the persona Joe. I just happen to be a consciousness that is inhabiting her and her story right now. But if you come to me with advice, <laughs> this is the most like spiritual way to bitch about people who are not taking your advice. I think they're called assholes. But I don't, I don't, I don't really want to call them that because it came, it dawned on me like what's going on. So I wanted to share that with you. The next time you give somebody advice, I want you to keep these two things in mind. One, there is such a thing as being addicted to suffering. I'll say that again. There is such a thing as being addicted to suffering and being addicted to pain. I'm not saying these people are doing it intentionally, but understand that we live in a very dual world, okay? If there are people who are addicted to pleasure, what I mean by that is like think about people who have food addiction, people who drink a lot, who have you know alcohol abuse and abuse drugs and things like that. The reason why they're doing it is because while they're doing it at the moment, regardless of the consequences at the moment, it does feel good right? You're eating all those fries because it makes you feel good. You're eating all that cheese because it's like, I think they said like cheese has the same level of like serotonin boosters as like fucking cocaine or some shit like that. So like it feels good, right? So you're addicted to it. You keep doing it even though it's to your detriment, right? People who smoke, the nicotine makes them feel good, even if it's to their detriment. On the opposite end, right? If you can be addicted to things that make you feel good, on the opposite end, you could be addicted to things that your brain, your mind, of your particular persona can be addicted to things that make you feel bad. I don't know if there's any such thing as cortisol addiction, but I'm going to go ahead and say it right now and then we'll see what they come up with, you know, in a few weeks or months or years from now. But I do genuinely think that people, there are some people who their minds just wire a particular way. And for whatever reason, their minds have been wired to suffer, to get some sort of like satisfaction from suffering. And so what they do on a day-to-day basis is that they will make and they will seek out situations. I'll say that again. They have been programmed. Their persona has been programmed to seek out situations the way an, a, an over overweight person or an obese person seeks out foods that will essentially feed their addiction. A person who's addicted to negativity, 
A person who's addicted to suffering will essentially seek out circumstances and situations that will ensure that they can have the amount of suffering that they crave, the amount of negativity that they crave. If you give somebody an advice, right? So they come to you and they have two choices that they need to make. And you can clearly see that choice A will cause the least amount of suffering, but then they turn around and you and they make choice B and you sit back and you go, why the fuck would you choose choice B? That is literally the worst possible choice that you can make. You are creating more problems for yourself. If you can see it clearly, they can too. But like an addiction, they literally cannot help it. So rather than being angry, understand what's going on and have some compassion for them. I'm talking to myself as well, guys. I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking to myself as well. Okay. Here's a better, here's another analogy. You have somebody who's severely overweight. If you put in front of them a salad or a cheesecake, all right, gross, you know, I don't want anybody getting fucking offended. Like I'm just trying to tell a story. I know everybody like is super PC now, but please just hear the story that I'm telling you and take it at face value. If somebody's overweight or obese, right? Because of chronic overeating, you know, particularly foods that are going to cause weight, weight, you know, gain. And you give them a choice between a salad and something sweet, something that's, you know, calorie dense. Their body, their mind is addicted to the carbs and the sugar. So despite the fact that continuing to consume the carbs and sugar is detrimental to their health, they will still choose the carb and sugar over something that is good for them. Now, if you look at them, right, and you go like, why would you choose like a cheesecake over a salad, even though this person is obese, you're the one who's not paying attention. They are obese because they have continuously chosen the cheesecake over the salad because they have an addiction. Okay, so if you tell them eat a salad and then they go for the cheesecake, you can't turn around and get mad at them. They clearly have an issue. They're addicted to the thing that, has, that is making them gain weight. It's an addiction issue, right? So you need to recognize that on some level that you're looking at somebody who cannot, who does not, unless they're really willing to, to make conscious choices. You have to first pull it to their attention though, because they may not even be aware, hey, do you know that the reason why you keep gaining weight is because you keep eating these things? That's what's causing you to gain weight, right? Because what happens when people lose weight? They stop eating bad foods and start eating more good foods. The more like foods that they eat are high in fiber and low in like, you know, sugar and carbs and crazy amounts of calories. Eventually you start putting good things into your body. You lose the weight. It's that simple, right? So the same thing, if you look at a person who their whole life has kind of been you know, a bit chaotic, um, disjointed, something that's, you know, rife with suffering, right? And then you're trying to give them advice and you, you want them to choose something that is positive. You need to take a step back and understand that they have, and sometimes it's not, a lot of the times it's not even their fault. They, they might've grown up somewhere and, you know, in a, in a bad environment where people around them were also sort of addicted to that negativity. And it's, it's like, you know, they talk about inherited generational trauma. That, that addiction, just like 
diabetes, like it can get passed on, right? Nature and nurture, it can also get passed on. So if you're looking at an individual who maybe came from a bad home, right? They, because of circumstances beyond their control, they were exposed to situations that primed their brains, primed their minds to seek out negative situations. That's, they're used to it. You cannot get angry. You need to be more compassionate. Case in point, I met up with a friend of a friend. So a friend of mine's friend has been having issues. You know, they're going through like a rough patch, uh, a bad breakup, if you will. And um, I don't think they've ever experienced anything this painful before. I never met this individual, but I took the time to call them and listen to them and give them the best advice that I could. Um, And then the next day they called again and they were really emotional. So instead of talking to them on the phone, I got in my car and drove like 30 minutes out of my way and spent like two to three hours, took this person for lunch, listened to them talk, and then told them, hey, you are really focused on like all of the bad that's happening in your life instead of like the good that is happening in your life. If you could just work on shifting your focus, that might be better, right? Let's talk about how do we rebuild your life, right? I'm not saying you'll never talk to this person again. Hold on to the hope. I personally don't believe in hope, but look, sometimes some people need that to get them through shit while it's the most painful, you know? I get it. However, like... You can hold on to the hope, but let's focus on what is good going on. You have people who care about you, right? I wouldn't have been sitting there talking to this individual had their friend not reached out to me to help them, right? They have a roof over their head. They had a, they have a job. They have a car, right? So one thing in their life isn't going the way they want it to go, and it's painful and it sucks. But you cannot like ignore all of this other stuff, right? And they were going out drinking a lot and they were like repeatedly calling their ex and all of these sort of negative like behavior that was literally just causing them to suffer more. So my advice was very simple. Hey, one, stop calling your ex before they file a restraining order against you. That's just going to make things worse, right? Don't contact them. She asked not to be contact. Don't contact them, right? Because if you do that, the situation that you're in right now is going to get worse. You're increasing the likelihood that this person will no longer want to be with you because now they've gone through the effort of going through court because you're showing them that should they ask for space, you're not willing to respect that, right? So I said all of that. I mean, I went into more details or whatever. And then, you know, this person was drinking. I was like, you need to, you know, the alcohol, you are depressed, right? And they are now also taking antidepressants. And on top of that, you're taking alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. So you are putting things in your body that are essentially making things work. It's a cycle or making things worth, worse rather. I don't know why I can't talk. Um, you're, you're perpetuating a cycle. Yeah. So stop doing that. Right. Anyway, I said all that and then some. And then they, the next day, didn't hear from them, even though I reached out, didn't hear from them until like the end of the day. And I was like, okay, seems like maybe that helped. Then the day after, didn't hear from them either. Then the day after that, I get a call. And literally everything I told them not to, it was almost like I didn't say anything. They went out drinking again. They contacted their, like, like all of the things that they, they were like, just all the things I said you should do, they did not do. 
and they just kept kind of doing what they wanted to do. And that's when it clicked for me. This person, on some level, is doing this because they cannot help it. Like, they're fully automated at this point. They're not making conscious efforts, conscious choices. The narrative has taken over. Whatever plot line that is going to sort of execute itself in this person's, in this persona's story has taken over. Because it's not like they don't have the information. They know alcohol is a depressant. They, it's not like they don't have the information. They know that if they contact this person, they're going to get like a restraining order against them. You can clearly see the consequences. Why would you continue to choose something that's going to have a negative sort of adverse reaction? So what I first told myself was take a step back. This is no longer your problem. If you have invested time into this person and they're not listening to you, it is not, it's because they never wanted your advice because they went in and it like, it almost didn't matter that I had talked to them. All they wanted was an audience for their drama. See, the narrative has taken over, right? That they, they are in, I, I like to call it uh, story mode right? Consciousness is gone because that's not a conscious effort. You're just reacting. If you're just reacting to circumstances, I feel bad, I'm going to drink. I'm missing this person, so I'm going to call them despite the consequences. Then you are not conscious, right? Not at that moment. Not saying that they're not, they're not aware on a subconscious level, but the narrative, the body, the persona, the amygdala, whatever you want to call it, whatever word you want to basically use, right? The person, the consciousness that is there has has been shifted, moved back to the back of the OS, the operating system of their bodies, and they are fully, fully automated. The narrative has taken over. They're fully automated. And now, because they're involved in this persona, the ego, it's a performance. I'll say that again, your ego is just a performance. I'm not the first person to say it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the last, right? The persona, right? You look up etymology of the word persona, what does it mean? It's a mask. You're you're an actor. You're all all the world's a stage, right? But when the when the person forgets that they're not the ego, that they're actually just playing a role, it's like a method acting gone too far. The the character takes over and then the narrative becomes like crystallized in a way. So I watched that happen and that's when it clicked and that was the lesson. Like, Joe, this person didn't necessarily want your advice because they, it was almost like the conversation, like I said, didn't matter. They want an audience for their drama. Now, I don't like drama. I will not watch drama on TV. I will not engage in drama because in this mind, this body is not addicted is no longer addicted to suffering and to pain. I don't like to suffer. And part of what suffering for me is, if I give you advice and you don't take it, that causes me to suffer. Because to me, it feels like you, that you've negated my life experiences and brought me to the point where whether or not you can help it, I don't care. You've wasted my time. That's what my ego is saying, right? That's what my persona is saying, right? Um, but you're negating my my life experiences that led me to giving you the advice that I need. So if I give you advice and you don't take my advice, I am not going to keep giving you advice. I'm going to stop. 
I'm going to call it to your attention and say this, this phone call that is occurring right now is purposeless. If you're looking for somebody to listen to you recant the same stories that you said yesterday and the day before, if you're looking for somebody to watch you loop the same life over and over again or the same circumstances over and over again and damn the consequences, even though you will have to deal with the consequences, I'm not the one. This is not interesting to me. I prefer comedies. I like romantic shit, right? I like science fiction. If you have a time machine or a spaceship, let's talk about it. But if this is just some some drama, I know how this ends. If you continue down the path of this particular behavior, I know I already it's like flipping to the end of the book. I already know where this is going. It does not interest me. It does not interest me. And it's candid right? And some people don't like that it's too direct or something maybe might seem that you're being cold. But the thing is, if you're not conscious enough to listen to me, you're pulling me or you're attempting to pull me into your drama. And I have already enough issues grappling with my internal monologue and trying to get out of story mode and into more free play mode. I cannot afford to engage somebody who's not interested or at all like really invested in breaking out of their narratives. So those are the two things that I learned that I wanted to share with you guys this week, right? Because this is all this is what we're here for. Compassion is important. If like this person, they said that they were, you know, con- contemplating taking their own life. That touches my heart. Like I I I I'm I'm going to drop everything and be there for somebody because I know that if a person takes such an action, it's not, you can't come back from that. And more importantly, the people in your life are going to suffer the most. And this person is a friend of a friend. So I knew that if I didn't do everything in my power to help this person, and then they did something that you could not reverse, right? They committed suicide. That's going to make my friend suffer. So I needed to be there to make sure that this, I could do what was in my power, Right. But then I realized that this person wasn't doing what was, they, they, they weren't doing what was in their power, which is to take a step back and say, hey, I don't want this anymore. This hurts. And, and this individual had said to me, this is painful. And what my response to that was, yes, it is painful, but life is pain a lot of the time. And we must learn, we're all adults, right? We must learn, even children have to learn to deal with the pain. In the meantime, anything you do from this point on could, especially something that goes against what this person, the other party has stated that they desire, could, can, and will increase your pain. So the best bet for you right now is to do everything in your power to mitigate your pain not escalate it. Okay? So the lesson here for you guys is I'm passing it on to you. Be mindful of who you give advice to. Make sure that the person is willing and open. They're actually looking for advice because there are people out there who when they they look and seek out advice is because they're doing it consciously right? They, they have noticed a pattern of behavior and they want to break that pattern. They, they, they've noticed that there's, their life is on a particular trajectory, right? And they want to deviate from that if they can, right? 
They want to take some level of control over their life and they shift it, you know, to spiral out of the cycle. Which I think is what we're all here to do, right? To become four-dimensional beings, you have to, there's, it's a cycle. Remember I said the metamorphosis, it's a cycle. So you have to spiral out to the last phase, right? Which is becoming a conscious being. It's not necessarily, we're not here. It's not, I don't think this world is, is meant as a school in which you learn to exert free will. I do think it's a school in which you learn to increase your, your, your awareness. You become more conscious. I think that that's what it is. It's just like steadily increasing in consciousness until eventually you burst out of the pupa to become a four-dimensional, high-dimensional being, right? Um, and so that's part, of the, that, that's part of this, you know, the purpose of this podcast. Can I make you aware of certain things, right? Because awareness is consciousness, Right? Consciousness and free will are not synonymous. You can be aware of the fact that all of this is a all all of this is a stage. You can be aware of the fact that we have very limited free will. You can try to wiggle and make the different changes that you can, right within the within the loop. You can and eventually kind of shift it out from loop to cycle to cycle, you know, to spiral rather to spiral out. But the most important thing, more important thing, isn't an exercise of free will. It's not exerting will. It's not trying to bend reality to your will. That's, that's not how that works. That's not how this works. Contrary to popular thought, I, I just don't think that that's how it works. But being aware, being aware of, oh shit, my narrative has taken over. Oh shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm repeating the cycle. That's the most important thing. Can you bring the light of consciousness to the forefront of your existence? That's when you start making changes, right? That's when you start making changes. It becomes, the world kind of becomes just like the matrix when you, when you become hyper aware of everything that's going on, right? When you can look at a person and they're talking to you and they're asking for advice, but you're like, you don't really want my advice. You just want an audience for your drama, right? It allows you to take a step back without investing your energy. I don't even want to say emotionally invested because the word emotion kind of carries a heavy load. It's more of an energetic investment, right? So you want to, in, 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 uh, do you want to invest your energy into a circumstance or into a situation, right? Where you know where it's going and it's not going to be somewhere positive, I'm not, I'm not a toxic, positive person. I'm just saying that you don't have to engage in situations that are essentially going to only increase that individual's levels of, of suffering because in some level, their mind has been programmed to choose suffering and they're just not at their phase in their existence and maybe they never will be, at least not in that incarnation, right? Where it goes, okay, I don't want to suffer. I'm going to let go. I don't want to suffer. I'm going to let go of this thing. They're not aware of it yet. You know, we're even like, let's take it to a bigger, bigger place. I'm watching this whole thing with Ukraine and I'm thinking it is humanity. Hopefully it seems like it where we are moving to the point where we go collectively. We don't want another war. I saw a video on TikTok that was very that was very touching. It was a lady that was kind of bemoaning the fact that like it's the same shit, guys. It's the same cycle. She said, "Right, hunger, war, famine. We still have homeless people on the streets. Why? You've just shown us, right? The Fed's just shown us they can print money whenever the fuck they feel like it, right? To 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 save you know 
companies and corporations. Why do we have homeless people on the street? Right? We go back to hunger. We don't have a food food problem. We have a distribution problem that could be solved easily and effectively. So why are we still dealing with the same shit? Why are we still dealing with, you know, like murder, right? Child endangerment. All the same shit that our parents went through and our parents' parents went through. Like all of that shit. Why? Shit's boring, right? But that's the first step. And people look around and go, hmm, I don't really want to do this anymore right even you can take it and apply the same thing to even like let's bring it back down to the micro level you have that one friend who constantly comes to you for advice and then does something completely different and then they blow up their life there's nothing wrong with you saying hey i already know where this is going and calling it to their attention and saying listen you did not heed my advice that ha- would have kept you and I from having this for- this conversation in the first place, right? I'm trying to keep it short today. Um, <laughs> so I am not going to be responsible for the choices that you make due to the consequences of the actions that you chose to not listen to me in the first place. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to protect my energy. I'm going to be here, I guess, if you need me. And I don't know, maybe be an audience for your drama if that's what you feel like. I guess you could watch them and be engaged in that. But to me, that shit's old and boring. I, w- I want to be an audience to your growth. I want to be an audience to your you becoming more conscious, becoming more aware. I want us to grow out of this, this cycle, this pupa, together, collectively, together. Right? I, I want I want you to elevate with me. Right? Because like that girl said, it's getting old. Right? You pick up even like even our shows are the it's the same shit. Right? It's the same negative stories being told over and over again. It's the same st- why? Can we can we deviate a bit? That's more important to me than something that I already know is completely predictable and I know where this is going. Anyway, going to keep it short. 46 minutes, not bad. I just wanted to share that with you. I'm going to put out another episode uh, later on this week. Um, I've posted, for those of you who've been asking, I've been getting a lot of emails asking when I was going to start posting on TikTok again. I have been. I've posted about three episodes uh, this past week and I'm going to post a couple more this week. Um, We're going to talk about the origins of mankind on this planet. We're going to talk about um, aliens, all of that fun stuff. Um, just short blips on the TikTok channel. If you're not following me yet, please do. Jolie.artist is uh, my TikTok channel. Um, I'm going to talk about all of that. And then I'm going to expand on these videos a bit on the podcast because I can only do about three minutes on the, on the TikTok. But I'm going to try to make it nice and clean and short on the TikTok. And then we're going to delve into it on the podcast. So if you're not following me on TikTok, please do. And if you are not subscribed to the YouTube, what are you waiting for, <laughs> right? Um, and if you are not a member of the Discord channel, please check it out. Um, the hyperlink is at solo.to forward slash Jolie Artist. And I always put the link in the description every time I post a video as well. 
Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to keep doing sort of these shorter and shorter podcast episodes. I'm not feeling they need to be an hour. If I have something I want to share, some sort of observation, I just hop on the podcast and, and you know, record and show um, and send it. A friend of mine had shared like a Gary V podcast episode with me that was like, it's like 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, actually, that's, I mean, I can do that. Like sometimes like during the week, I just have something really quick I want to say and I could expand on it for 15 minutes, but it's something that I store in my mind thinking, oh, it's not going to be enough time, but then I forget. And that's information I need to be passing on to you guys because you guys, you know, would value the information. So that's something new we're growing into. We're going to rework it. I'm trying to do, you know, smaller, shorter episodes so that, you know, they're bite-sized. As always, I usually try to say this at the beginning, but going forward, if you want to check out other episodes, increase the speed. Um, you can get through this a 48-minute podcast. If you double it, I'd speak really slowly. If you double the speed, you could have gotten through it in 24 minutes. It's a good way to get the information and get the data in. Um, anyway, so going into a new week, Happy Sunday. If you're listening to this on Sunday night, happy Monday. Um, Look out for a new episode over the next few days or so. All right. And as always, thanks for listening.